0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks. I have been stewing on this episode for the past, what, five days because BravoCon 2022 was hands down the time of my life. Day three was the best day of my life. It rifles the day that I got engaged. No shade to my fiance, David, who is coming back to the United States today, by the way. I was so consumed with BravoCon over the past, honestly, month that I totally forgot that my fiance, David, is literally on his way to my apartment as we speak. So you guys will be getting more David content too- soon. Um, I mean, as you can probably Tell, we're not going to have a normal MPT today where we do the pop three and the deep dive. Um, we're going to talk about all about BravoCon because it was a time and a half. And before we get into it, um, I do want to announce something very exciting and I'll talk more about it at the end. But I also am officially launching an MPT Patreon. Yes, that's right. I've had some people asking me about it. And here's the thing. I know that there's probably a mixed reaction to that, right? Like some people are like, yes, more content. And then other people are like, "Ugh, I have to pay for more. It's five bucks a month. And you know what? I did a Q and a while I was waiting in the airport because that was a time too. my flight got delayed twice. It was just the whole thing. And somebody asked me in the Q and a Morgan, Do you, are you able to fully support yourself from your social media and your podcast? And the short answer is no. And while it does provide me an extra stream of income, I decided to share with everybody. Then, you know, what I do on a weekly basis, are you ready? I work a morning radio show every day, 530 till about 11. Uh, Then I come home and try to do some TikTok, some Instagram, just try to keep up on a social media presence. Then, of course, once a week, we do the podcast. I also am an entertainment correspondent for Shared News. I also am a script writer and video producer for a celebrity interview show. It's a lot, you guys. And if I've said it once, I've said it a million times. I love this podcast. It brings me so much joy. And it's really, really, really what I want my future to be in. So you know, can I at this stage in my life pay my bills from doing one podcast episode a week and also being on TikTok and Instagram? No, I can't. And what Patreon does, you know, for five dollars a month, I'm getting another stream of income that can maybe potentially set me up to reach my goals. And, you know, I'm gonna talk about um I had a roller coaster of emotions at BravoCon, even just being a content creator there. Um, And I think it's something that you guys might not expect. I'll get into that a little bit at the end, but we'll return to this conversation. Just ponder it over. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, I'll tell you more details about what that will entail at the end. But I want to get into it because there was so much. (sighs) There were high highs, there were low lows. I'm going to give you a play by play for each day. I'm going to let you know what's worth your money and what's not, and how I ended up in a green room with the entire cast of Summer House and maybe what I overheard in that green room. So day one, right? The rush, the thrill. You are on cloud nine, walking through the Javits Center. It's humongous. Everybody is just buzzing about, scouting Bravo liberties. I was there five minutes and I saw Justin Anderson and Teddy Mellencamp. Y'all know I love Justin. He's always gossiping with me in the DMs. And I even messaged him, like, if I see you, I'm giving you the biggest hug. He was like, Yes, please do. So I run up to him, I give him the biggest hug. And I'm sorry, I didn't know that it was Teddy standing next to him. She had pink hair. And so n- no shade. I just didn't initially realize that it was Teddy. And once I did, I was like, Oh, hi, Teddy. You know, but I didn't ask her for a hug because I-, I felt awkward, honestly. And then I asked him for a picture, and Teddy so didn't get in the picture at first. She just stood there. I'm like, You can get in, you know, just just awkward, you know. The nerves were high. But we started off with a panel. I first went to a panel, it was called Housewives to Housewife. It was Caroline Stanberry, Jennifer Aiden, Sutton, Candice, um, Cynthia, and Lisa. So a lot of this panel revolved around divorce, right? Because we had Sutton, we had Cynthia, we had Lisa. Um, They're all, Sutton has already been through a divorce, but Cynthia just announced she's separating from Mike. Lisa, obviously we all know Lenny sucks. Um, It seems like kind of uncomfy. Like Lisa didn't really seem like she wanted to be talking about Lenny there but I don't know the other tea to come out of that was they asked Cynthia if she was going to return to Atlanta now that her and Mike are no longer or maybe even Beverly Hills um, since she did move there she did say no and that she wants to pursue her acting career so we'll keep our fingers crossed I, I want Cynthia to come back she is so you I mean you guys she is so beautiful. Everybody there was 10 times hotter. I'm going to get into my encounter with Craig which went a little sideways. Um but when I saw him in person I was like what? Like I can't even look you in the eyes. You're so you're I mean I've always been attracted to him but he was it was like you know some people are scary attractive. Andrea he's scary attractive. Um Craig was also scary, attractive. So I stayed in that room um, for the very next panel, which was Ask Andy. And it was hosted by Hoda and Savannah. It was amazing. Just seeing Andy Cohen in the flesh is such an experience. I, just being in his presence brought me so much joy. But I was getting in fights with – I don't want to say I was getting in – was I being a Karen? Maybe. Maybe, but there was one specific room. This was the biggest room, right? Um, it was, I can't remember what the stage was called. I think it was uh, the Don't Be Tardy stage. I bought a VIP ticket, which was the middle tier ticket. You had a SVIP, you had VIP, and then you had general admission. And there was different seats for you know each ticket tier. So they had the SVIP in the middle, in the front. They had the VIPs in the front on the sides. But the problem in that particular stage was that the VIP section on the side, you couldn't see the stage because there were huge pillar poles and also huge speakers. So I was like, um, I did not pay over $1,000 to sit behind a pole and not be able to see the stage. I was I was that woman to the security guard. And he was, he didn't care. He was like, I get it. Like I get wire mad. Just hang out for a second. You know, if there's an empty seat when it starts, you can sit there. So that's what I did. I stood in the back, not in the back, but like the side of, of the upper area. And as soon as it started, there was like one empty seat in the aisle and I just sat. I knew I was going to leave anyways, because the first photo op of the day was with Katie and Ariana from Vanderpump Rules, which was you guys so incredible. I was so overwhelmed with how many of these Bravo Liberties knew me. And I don't say that to like be egotistical at all. I will say that I've always had a good relationship with Katie and Ariana. Um they always, you know, respond to me. They are always very nice to me in the DMs. Um I've always been just the biggest fan of Ariana since day 1. She's been my favorite. And so when I saw her I was like, hi, it's Morgan. She's like, I know who you are. just gives me the biggest hug. And then Katie was like, oh my gosh, how are you? And it just, mm. you get shooed away very quickly though in those settings, right? Because it's not a meet and greet what you're doing. It's a photo op and the lines are long, really long. We'll get into that. I'm literally going to break down like the value for money at the very end. But, you know, I didn't really have the opportunity to, to say to them what I wanted to before getting like shooed away. But I did thank them for all the support and told them that it meant the world to me. So after that, I and this is the vi- the viral video that we all saw of the Beverly Hills panel where it was being considered or it was being compared to Firefest. I will say it was Bravo con and Firefest they're not even in the same category. Like we had food, we had seats. The problem what happened with Beverly Hills? It was on day 1, so all the kinks really were not worked out and what was happening was they weren't clearing the rooms um from the previous panels, right? So everybody that was in that room for the Ask Andy panel that wanted to stay for the Beverly Hills panel you know, and there's people lined up for, you know, 10 rows outside. So all those people are trying to get into this panel while there's already 75% of the room full of people who were already at ask Andy. So that is a big difference that they did between day one and day two was that after every single panel, they made everybody leave and get back in line. So if you wanted to go to both of those panels, you would have to make the decision. Okay. Um, do I want to stay and see the end of this or do I want to leave, get back in line and get a good seat for the Beverly Hills panel. So when I, walked up to the Beverly Hills panel. (laughs) Oh my God. (sighs) I, I saw it turn around and walk the other way. Truly. Like it was chaotic. It was a mess. People were standing everywhere. People were sitting everywhere. I just don't think that they were expecting, um, that many people. And like I said, they didn't clear the room. So everybody wanted to go to that panel. And I heard that it like, wasn't anything spectacular. So, did we, did I really miss out? I don't feel like I did considering all of the chaos that I heard ensued. So then I waited for a photo op with the grand Dame Karen Huger, and she did not show up. And this happened a couple different times throughout the weekend. Um, I heard that Phaedra didn't show up to her meet and greet, you know, Karen Huger didn't show up to hers. Thankfully for me, um, Karen Huger was also in the same room that Paige DeSorbo's photo op was going to be at. So it was Karen, and then Paige was going to come in 15 minutes after her. Um, so what ended up happening was Paige came in early. I think she was just early, and uh, she noticed that Karen wasn't there. So she started her photo op 15 minutes early. Now, obviously, people that don't watch Summer House that were there to see Karen Huger and waited 45 minutes to see her was not happy. I then went to the Potomac panel on on Sunday, um, best panel. We'll get into that later, but somebody asked Karen, why didn't she show up to her photo op? And she said she had a headache, which (sighs) I'm sorry. I, I, I could be on my deathbed And I still will be like, I have to go to work. You know, it's not the, it's not ideal. Like I know that's probably not the mentality that I should have. If you're sick, you should not go to work, but like a headache, take an Excedrin, be on your merry way. These people paid a thousand dollars to see you, Karen Huger. So then, to wrap up day one. Oh, I also met Crystal Minkoff. Um, very nice, very tall. And then the last thing I did that day was go to a panel. It was East Coast versus West Coast. It was more of like a game show type atmosphere. It was Emily Simpson, Erica Jane, Lisa Barlow, Shannon, Garcelle. They were on the West Coast, and then the East Coast was Ramona, Marlo, Quad, Eva, and Adriana. Um. Some tea came out of that. And listen, I'm going to say it. I might get roasted for it, but I'm just going to say it. You know, I like to keep it real. You know that I have not been the biggest fan of Erica Jane. She was so entertaining at BravoCon. I know. I know. I'm just as shocked as you are. Her answers were funny. She was making people laugh. She was. Answering the questions that were given to her, me and my friends were like, are we, we're not, we're not flipping on Erica Jane, are we? No, I mean, the answer is no, but I was still just shocked by how entertaining she was. So That was day one. Day two, it was chaos. There was way more people there on Saturday. I'm thinking a lot of people bought a one-day ticket for Saturday, especially if they lived in New York City um, because there were so many people there. Um, The security was really tightened up the second day because they obviously didn't want any of the Beverly Hills repeat panels. Um, The first thing I did was a photo op with Sutton. She was 15 minutes late so Garcelle came and you know saved her. Garcelle took pictures for the first ten minutes. Then both of them took some pictures together, and then it was just Sutton. Um, a lot of the Bravo celebrities were really late to their photo ops, like anywhere between ten to fifteen minutes late, which you might not think is a big deal, but. When you have to get in line 45 minutes early to make sure that you actually do get a photo with them, you know, 10 to 15, it got annoying after a while when Bravo Leb, after Bravo Leb, after Bravo Leb was late for their photo op. But anyways, you know who, what actually they were late. I'm not going to lie to you. Heather gay and Candace, they were late. Uh, they were 10 minutes late, but they were amazing. Heather, Heather gay from the real housewives of salt Lake city. Was the best housewife that I met of the entire weekend. She gave me the biggest hug. And if you follow along on the pages, you know that I do the power rankings. And nine times out of 10, Heather Gay for Salt Lake City is number one because she's just the best. She gives me this huge hug. She's like, Morgan, what are you doing here? I'm like, what do you mean what am I doing here, Heather? Did you not think I would be a Bravo con? And she was like, number one in the power rankings, baby. So just that like, confirmation from someone like Heather Gay was amazing. Candace was also very nice. Candace's husband, Chris... Was like waiting outside of the photo op line so that when people were done taking their photo with Heather and Candace, like he would be there to snap a selfie. One major complaint I have about the weekend I have been unable to catch up on the Bravo shows. I have yet to watch the latest episode of Potomac, Don't Sleep on Potomac, but I know that there's a lot of drama around Chris. So I was like walking out thinking to myself, should I be getting a photo with Chris? But I did it anyways. So then I met the charmers met photo op. You don't meet them. You guys, it's, it's a five second interaction. Hi, I'm Morgan. You look beautiful. Pose. Goodbye. You're on your way with Shep, Catherine, Olivia, and Craig. Olivia was super nice. She said she liked my outfit a a bunch of times. Actually, Catherine didn't speak at all. I think Shep was drunk. He looked a little disheveled. And then I had a weird interaction with Craig. Now, let me just preface this by saying we have since been in communication and all is good now because I know it was so chaotic. But I go up to Craig and I'm like, hey, it's Morgan. And here's the thing. I Like I said before, I'm not an egomaniac. Maybe I am and I just don't know it. But I know that Craig knows who I am. They have shared my content on pillows and beer. We have the same birthday. He has wished me a happy birthday. When I've wished him a happy birthday, we have tried to get him on the podcast multiple times. He has agreed to come on the podcast, whatever. I know that he knows who I am. So when I get up to him and I'm like, Hey, it's Morgan. And I, I get the uh, nothing burger. I'm like, does he hate me? Like what like what did I do? But we talked today. I'm just gonna tell you. I hope that he messaged me back by now, but because I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give it one more try. I'm gonna give it one more try. You know, I've asked him a couple times to come on the pod. He says he will, and then he doesn't. I'm just, I'm just gonna do it because I believe that he's a good person. So I messaged him. I said, Craig glad I got to briefly say hello this weekend. It's great to see all the success of the show and sewing down south. sewing down south. Also happy I got to meet Jack. Jack works for him. I interviewed Jack a while back for an article that I wrote about what it's like to be employed by Craig Conover. I said, also happy I got to meet Jack. He's such a gem. hope you guys are recovering because we are all tired. Craig responds. I know I have it on my list to message you too. Cause I wish we had a second to talk a little longer. And by the time I realized it was you, they were ushering you away. So I was like, okay, he doesn't hate me. <laughs> Although I really thought that he did. I mean, cause like I said, I, I know he knows who I am, but it is a chaotic environment. So I can also understand him n- it not registering until I was walking away. Um, and then he also said that he's, you guys. He said, let's set up a time to podcast. So he suggested next week. You heard it here first. So if he doesn't come on next week, we're going to spam him in the comments. Craig, come on MPT. We're waiting for you. Okay. Okay. To wrap, no, not to wrap up the day, but the last thing I did at the day portion was a battle of the sexes. It was like a game show. I thought it was kind of boring. It was Ariana, Maya, Lala, Daisy, Madison, and Lava versus Austin Craig, James Kennedy, Gary, and Z. But the highlight of day two was later that night. I went to a Watch What Happens live taping and it was incredible. Um, It airs tonight, Thursday night, if you're listening on Thursday, hopefully. Um, and I'm just going to tell you when I was at the watch what happens live taping, there was a camera in my face for like a solid three minutes. So I was doing my best facial expressions, you know, <gasps> <laughs> Oh, like I was giving cause I want to be on watch what happens live. So make sure you look out for your girl. Morgan on tonight's episode. It was the entire cast of Summer House, Southern Charm, and Vanderpump Rules. They did squash the beef. They did do you apologize, and it was like which which guy did this or whatever. Um, there wasn't tea going down between James and Raquel. I saw James Kennedy twice on Saturday, and I will say that every time that he had the opportunity to mention Raquel made out with Tom, he did it. You know. Like, I don't know. And they've really been teasing the fact that Raquel is the drama of season 10. So what does Katie Maloney think about that? Well, I'll tell you because I found out on day three and day three changed my life forever. Saturday night is when I get a direct message on Instagram from the one and only Lindsay Hubbard. And that's when everything changed for me, you know, because at this point, Yes, it's a it's a great experience. It's a fun experience, but it also is very Disneyland, you know, like you wait around forever for 20 seconds of pure bliss, you know, and then you ride that high long enough to get you through the next hour and 15 minute line to get you a photo with whoever's next. You know what I mean? So I get this DM from Lindsay and she's like, "Why haven't I seen you yet?" And I said, "You know, I sent you a message on Friday." Um, but I didn't want to bug you. And she was like, well, text me. Yeah, I have a number. So what? So, um, she texted me that morning and she sends me her itinerary and she's like, let me know, you know, when you have a free moment, we can, we can meet up. And I saw that there was an opening between one 30 and two 30 and I didn't have anything in particular that I wanted to do. So I was like, between one 30 and two 30 you know, your schedule's open. I'll make sure to be wherever you tell me. And she's like, okay, I'll text you. So in the meantime, I, I start the day with the Potomac panel, which was amazing. The real housewives of Potomac panel was my favorite panel of the entire weekend. I could have sat there all day. They are so entertaining. They're shady, but they have fun with it, you know, and they're absolutely stunningly beautiful. Um, and just to see all their personalities on stage, to see Karen sitting next to Candace and and Wendy and Mia and Giselle and Robin. It just it's unbelievable. Obviously, the talk of the town was Ashley and Luke this started coming up a long time ago where it was on watch what happens live. I think where Andy was like, I uh, told Ashley Darby, I want you to meet Luke at BravoCon." So people ran with it. Right. And then on Saturday night, they had something called um, Bravo con after dark. It was like Tom Sandoval's band was playing there. They partied, whatever. There was a video of Ashley Darby and Luke leaving the party holding hands. And at the end of the, um panels, they would always take audience questions. So my friend Paige, she got up there and she just laid it all out there. She was like, We saw the video of you and Luke leaving hand in hand from you know after dark. What happened? Ashley starts busting out into laughter. She's like, There's a video. And everyone in the audience is like, Yeah, there is, Ashley. And she's like, Can I plead the fifth? And we're like, no. And then Paige is like, Your voice is gone, Ashley. Something happened, which is true. Her voice was gone. And she just was like, we're just getting to know each other. We have common interests, yada, yada, So after that, I met Kenya, which was amazing. She's so beautiful. Robin and Giselle. And this is where things take a drastic turn. It's about 150. And I still haven't heard from Lindsay. And I'm like, am I going to be that annoying? I don't, I don't want to be that annoying fan, you know, that's like blowing these people up. Oh yeah, I saw Andrea too. Duh. We'll talk about that later. Um, I was like, I don't want to be that annoying person, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna send her a little follow-up message that I said, don't forget about me. Then an exclamation point. She goes, Oh my God, come to my Bravo Palooza at 2:30. I'm like. I don't have a ticket. I cannot get into that Bravo Palooza. It was an add-on. I think it was pretty expensive. I want to say like $170. And what a Bravo Palooza is, it's a secluded event. It's about 100 fans with 15 to 20 different people from various shows. Um, There's food. There's drinks. It's a meet and greet. You actually get to sit and talk to them. It's an hour and 15 minutes long. So it's like a big deal. There's security everywhere. The whole thing is roped off. I'm like, I can't get in. She's like, I will get you in. And I was like, I texted David, my fiance. And I was like, if what is about to happen actually happens, I like might not make it out of this day alive. I might die from sheer joy. So there's also a crowd of people. I can't see anything. It's in a secluded little area. And all of a sudden, I hear the crowd yelling. Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. I'm like, oh God, this is the moment. But I'm like behind the crowd, right? They're going crazy. Lindsay is with like an NBC handler. She waltz past the security, like walks past the screaming fans and she goes, I'm here to get my friend Morgan. Excuse me, what? Like what grabs my hand like she's like let's go girl Are you ready to have a good time i'm like uh hi lindsay nice to i mean we've met i met her before in cleveland but just for a second i'm like hi uh thanks you know like what is happening <laughs> so i go in it's lindsay it's carl it's katie maloney it's raquel it's gina and emily from the oc it's kyle cook it's reza uh, I was like, how did I end up here? I have no idea. So I talked to Katie a little bit. I talked to Raquel a little bit. I talked to Kyle a little bit. And then I go up to Carl because at this point I hadn't seen Carl yet. And you know, once we got in there, everyone was chaotic at first, right? Because everyone was excited. So Lindsay walks in the door, everybody's swarming her. I'm like, you go talk to them. Once things die down, like we will come back and reconnect. So I go up to Carl. He's in the back, and it's like not as busy back there. I'm like, "Hi, Carl. Hi, Carl. I'm." He cuts me off. He goes, "You're Morgan." I was like, "You know, you know who I am." He's like, "Yeah, I know who you are." Like Lindsay told me that she was going to get you. I was like, "What is happening? (laughs) (gasps) What is happening? What is going on?" And then. Lindsay and Carl, they they're both together and we're just we're just chatting it the heck up. I'm like talking to Carl about his sobriety. I'm talking to them about wedding planning. I'm showing them my wedding dress. I'm like, what is my life? Where I walk into a VIP room hand in hand with Lindsay Hubbard and I go to say hello to Carl and he knows who I am. I was shook to the core. So after that, we all sit down at a table. It's me. It's Lindsay. It's Carl. It's one of Lindsay's childhood friends, Victoria, who's the greatest, and Katie Maloney. And at that point, Tom Schwartz walks in. And everybody starts singing happy birthday to him. And the talk of the room, you guys, during this portion was that Raquel was there wearing a Tom Tom hoodie. That was her outfit of choice. And I will just say Katie Maloney was calm, cool, collected. She did not care at all. Right. But everybody else in the room was like Raquel out of all the thing that you could have chosen to wear. You're going to wear the Tom, Tom hoodie. And I will say Lindsay sent me the itinerary. You can see, or at least the talent was able to see who was going to be in that room at what time. So, if Raquel read her itinerary, she knew that Katie and Tom and herself were all going to be in that room at the same time and decided to wear the Tom Tom hoodie. So then, and you know, I thought we'd be on our merry way. I thought, all right, that's it. I'll go. It was a great time, whatever. So then Lindsay starts talking about how she wants to go take a picture with, there's this big sign, like right in the middle of the main concourse. That's like, you don't want to see me activated. You know, the, the iconic Lindsay Hopper quote. And her security guard is like, Lindsay, we're going to have to go through a sea of people to get there. And I don't know where it is. I was like, I know where it is. I volunteer as trivia. I can show you guys where it's at. So like, you know, you're in, you're out. I saw my opportunity. I took it. So what do you know? Me, security and Lindsay Hubbard just strolling around the streets of Bravo I was like, how did I end up leading the entourage of Lindsay Hubbard from the VIP room into the main concourse? People are screaming her name, Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. And I'm like, oh yeah, just this way guys. When does that like, how does that happen? The Lord was looking over me and he was like, Morgan, I'm going to bless you today, my child. And that he did. And after that, it was just like one thing after another. And I'm like, you know what? I'm in tight with the security guard, Jane. Jane's my girl. I was like, Jane's not going to kick me out of this party. I'm hanging with them all day long. And that's exactly what I did. We went to Bravo land where it was like all this memorabilia from different shows. And we took pictures I, I, we took shot skis with aunt. I mean, it was empty, you know, cause COVID, but I was like, what is my life? And then after that, we went into this green room and the entire cast of summer house is in there. Jennifer and Bill Aiden are in there. Cynthia Bailey is in there. Some winter house. Ca- and I'm like, I'm the only commoner in the place besides Victoria and her lovely mother. I mean, thank God they were there because I just felt the whole time. I'm like, I should not be here, but I'm not going to say no. They had mac and cheese bites. Who says no to mac and cheese bites? I, I could not believe it. I could not believe it. We were running around backstage, ran into Kyle Richards, the final 10 minutes of Bravo con just from running around backstage, ran around backstage to the entire cast of Vanderpump Rules lined up, getting ready to go out on stage. I was, I'm still not over it. Can you tell? I'm in complete and utter shock. We walk Lindsay out to the Loverboy booth because she wanted to see Carl. I ran into two MPT listeners who were in the line to get a picture with Carl at Loverboy. And they're like, Morgan, they're like, so excited for me. And I was, they're like, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know how I ended up here. I don't. And we all laughed and had a great time, but wow. Wow. I, and I have no idea why she did that for me. The only thing she said to me the whole day was that she liked my opinions on my video. I mean, that's not the only thing she said to me, but in regards to why she would go out of her way to make sure that I had the, just the best time ever. She's like, I like your page. I like your videos. I think you're funny and cute and mature. And I know what you're thinking. Like Morgan, now you're going to be biased towards Lindsay all the time because she gave you the best day of your life at BravoCon. You're absolutely correct. 100%. I'm naming my first child, Lindsay Hubbard, one name. And my second child, Carl Radke, one name. How am I not going to stand for the rest of my life? How you treat people matters. And that brings me to another thing I want to talk about that I was not expecting. Nobody was mean to me. I just want to put it that way. Nobody was mean to me. But I experienced a lot of social anxiety when I was at BravoCon. And it's very bizarre because I don't get anxiety in social settings, right? I work on a radio show. I have a podcast. I do videos. Like it does not bother me, but you know what? There were points where I felt like I did not belong there. And I don't know if it was just maybe like a projection of me being insecure, but like specifically when it comes to the Bravo specific social media pages, you know, like they're all getting invited to the pre-parties and, you know, people are tagging them in, in the best accounts to follow that are at Bravo. And it's like, I, I was not included in a lot of that. And it made me really sad. There was one point on Saturday where I was like standing in the middle of BravoCon. And I don't, I don't know what came over me, if it was just the chaos of it all, but I started crying. I was like, Morgan, pull it together like you are at Bravo con, but it is overwhelming that and the long lines it's just it's just a lot, but you know what made it better seeing you guys and I by no means think of myself as like a celebrity in any sense of the word. I'm in my apartment. My neighbors are all 85 years old, like, because that's what I can afford. But people coming up to me saying, love you like a sis. I cried every single time. I'm like going to cry right now thinking about it. So we're just going to keep it moving. Instagram questions that I got yesterday. Jamie asked details on your ticket, which type did you have? How much did it cost? Was it worth it? This is very important. Um, there were three tickets here: the SVIP, the VIP, and the general admission. I got the VIP ticket, which on the website was $825 for three days plus taxes and fees. So it would have been over a thousand dollars. My situation is a little different because at first I bought a general admission ticket, um, which ended up being about $530. Long story short, I ended up selling that ticket, purchasing a discounted VIP ticket with a Watch What Happens Live um, add on experience. Altogether, for my experience, I paid about $670. Um, That is a bargain, like, considered considering how much other people paid for their VIP ticket. Um, What I will say, and what I said a lot this weekend is that I don't like the fact that I was sold a VIP ticket that did not feel like a VIP experience at all. Um, If you had general admission, I feel for you because you know, the difference between general admission and VIP was better seats and shorter lines, but they still weren't great seats because like I said, there were, you know, pillars and sound systems in the way, not for all of them. There were four different stages. So not for all the stages, but for the big ones. And then the lines were still like still just as long. You know, there were some people that I didn't get to meet. So I having that experience as a VIP can't imagine the general admission experience. Um, so I really didn't like that. And, you know, I heard that it was very different from the first BravoCon, which I was researching online, you know, because I was thinking, should I upgrade my ticket from a general admission? And what I was reading online was um, people saying stuff like, from the 2019 one, if you're a VIP, you know, the the gates of heaven open up for you pretty much. So I was like, okay, let's do it. But that's not the experience that I had. I also just didn't love the Javits Center. For example, the bath, every bathroom, granted, like remember there's about 20,000 people coming in and out of there. Every single bathroom had four stalls. The food, like You were waiting everywhere that you went. You were waiting for food. You were waiting for bathrooms. You were waiting for photo ops. You were waiting for panels. So I would say that like, you know, over half of your time there is spent waiting in lines. And I just thought that maybe that could have been handled better. Maybe if they had more things going on at the same time, so people would have to like disperse a little bit more, but I didn't love that. Um, knowing what I know now, I'm definitely going to save up to buy an SVIP ticket next year. I think a lot of my friends feel the same. If you are unable to do that because it's a lot, I mean, especially if you're coming from out of state, you know, I have to pay for a flight. I had to pay for a solo hotel room in New York city. It's very pricey. Um, if you can, I would do a one-day, either an SVIP or a VIP, and then I would do add-on experiences. I really want to go to the After Dark party next year. Um, the Watch What Happens Live was a top moment the entire weekend. So that would be my recommendation um, on that. Katie talked about on Instagram, Katie asked, you meeting Andrea, the video of his excitement meeting you was epic. I agree. I was getting a little frustrated with Andrea while I was at BravoCon. I was getting in my feels, you guys, because, like I said, I'm overstimulated. And Andrea and I were DMing back and forth. We're trying to meet up um, Saturday. He low key ghosted me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and I, and at that, that's when I started crying. <laughs> you know, because I was like, I'm tired of waiting in lines. Andrea ghosted me. I'm not gonna see him. Nobody cares that I'm here. You know, just spiraling. Um, but but after being with Lindsay on Sunday, I can much better understand the situation that the talent is in um, because it's just insanity. I mean, they are running all over the place. So what happened with Andrea and I, I was waiting in line to meet um, Karen and Giselle. He was exiting a photo op as I was entering one. And if you guys didn't see the video, it is so cute. He get, He's like, <gasps> And then gives me the biggest hug. He's like, so nice to meet you, finally. I don't know if that's an Italian accent, but he was so, I mean, just the cutest. I loved it. Um, Jesse asked Danielle and Lindsay, was it awkward? Um, they did not talk at all. And on Watch What Happens Live, they were – lined up next to each other. And there was like a a distance between them. Even in the panel, they sat on opposite couches. Um, In the green room, they did not interact with each other. I don't know, you guys. I think a lot of things were said. Um, A lot of things, maybe a lack of support. As I talked last week on the pod, I know I was um, vague on the pod out of respect for the parties involved, but it's all out there now. I mean, they they did press at BravoCon. You know, and what Lindsay said was there's only a handful of reasons why somebody wouldn't be supportive of you. You know, you you can be the judge of that, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. And then on the other side of things, I've heard that Danielle felt really left out. Um, I don't know. I do know that we'll see it all on Summerhouse. Okay, so that's it you guys, my BravoCon experience. I am going to get deeper into my BravoCon experience this week on the Patreon. We're going to do that and we're also going to recap um last night's episode of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So like I was saying, the Patreon is just going to be all this stuff that I really can't get to uh, on a Wednesday. We miss out on a lot of shows because of the timing aspects of recording, you know, uh, Beverly Hills, uh, Southern Charm, now Winterhouse, even the Kardashians. So I'm really going to utilize the Patreon to get to things that happen later in the week that might not meet the episode. Um, Also on the Patreon, I'm going to talk about how I felt literally like I was in the middle of a scene of Vanderpump Rules in that VIP room. Uh, $5 a month. So no pressure. You know, I get it. Inflation sucks. It's like 15 bucks to go to Taco Bell. I'll still get it every single time. But if you want to support me on my journey and I have a lot of goals and I think that's why I also had a bit of an emotional roller coaster while I was at BravoCon because I felt like like I see so much potential, right? I see I have so many goals that I want to reach and I feel far away from them all. You know, just being really <laughs> real and I know that other even David was like Morgan, you cannot think like that. Look at how much you've accomplished in just two years. And and people are listening to your podcast and they're seeing you at BravoCon and, and they are they're coming up to you. It's like it's all about perspective, but it's really easy to only look at the negative side of things when you see like all of your other friends getting invited to, you know, VIP parties and and whatever, whatever. I'm done on the soapbox I'm done on the sob story So if you want to hang out with me on the Patreon All you got to do is go to Patreon.com Slash Morgan's Pop Talks Our little tier is called Extra Pop Get it? Because like it's extra episodes of Morgan's Pop Talks Okay yes Also we will link it in the show notes So if you have any issues You know where to find it You know I love you like a sis Forever and ever Patreon episodes drop on Friday We'll see you there. Ahoda Media Production.